0: Welcome to Music Pro Daily, where each day we share our insight to help music producers grow their brand, land more clients, and connect with the market. The Music Pro Daily podcast shares real value from the daily interactions of music professionals Nicholas DiLorenzo and myself, Daniel (laughs) Grimm. Music Pro Daily, happy Monday, happy Monday. Start of a new week. And start of... The beginning of the end of January, month one, 2020 already down, going by way too fast. I had a delayed start this year, and I'm spending January and most of February building out some new programs, so it's pretty wild. But looking forward to it, going to be helping folks with sync and launching sample packs and Bunch of cool stuff on top of, you know, the general consulting work I do, which is helping people build client businesses, which, in my opinion, is usually a good first step for people. But we're expanding, growing, all that kind of stuff, and uh, excited for 2020. Just running behind, but hey, that's how things are. Thanks as always for listening. We'd love for you to rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, share it with a friend if you'd like. I wanna pull up and uh, read a new review that was dropped here on Apple Podcast on Friday. Feel free to go leave one yourself and let us know what you think about the podcast. It literally takes 20 seconds. Um, but wanna just give a shout out to $1Wasted. Uh, Hopefully, this podcast helps you not waste any more dollars. They said, game-changing. Dan and Nick navigate a lot of useful topics and manage to bring insight to each one. Joining them each day as they discuss relevant topics to music producers has been incredibly helpful. Awesome, awesome. So glad that it is helping. <laughs> Nick is still at Nam. He's been actually recording a bunch of podcast episodes for you out there. Um so I'll be holding it down this week again and then when he gets back we'll have a big batch of podcasts from Nick. Nick, if you're listening, we miss you dearly, my friend. Today's episode is one that, you know, I went back and forth on on doing. I don't like doing uh, you know, stuff that's general generally like negative or whatever sounds um you know, cynical or any of that stuff, because it's just not really my vibe. Nothing wrong with that vibe if someone has that vibe, but it's not really my thing. But I think, you know, being real and, and just helping you all is obviously the point of this. And as I've dug more and more into this and, and been in, in this uh, business for a while, it's just real interesting, the discoveries that you make. And um, if our discoveries kind of help you develop some better insight and gut reaction, then uh, that's what we're here for. So today I'm going to talk to you about two types of music industry snakes and what to look for, okay? Before I do that, though, I want to kick this off with some some good news since we're going to get into that topic. Um, Just kind of good personal news, but there is a lesson behind it, and it's a lesson I mentioned many times on the podcast, the benefit of actually getting out there, putting yourself out there. I have a, you know, I don't have a huge YouTube channel for my, for my personal stuff. Um, have been a part of some cool YouTube channels, but mine's relatively small. Business tutorials are never going to be the uh, most popular thing, but they're fun to do. And the people that come across the channel seem to dig them. And it just goes to show the quality of people who follow your stuff versus quantity. Um, Not that quantity is bad, but someone came across one of my videos and reached out to me to help them with a sample pack. And it ended up being a really, really established guy with some uh, uh, amazing accomplishments in the industry. And on top of that, just a super cool and and super nice dude. And uh, just reminds me, every time that happens... And it happens maybe like once a year, twice a year, someone just unexpected comes across you and you connect and you're just like, wow, this is amazing. And, um, he's been willing to, uh, potentially, you know, help my other clients a little bit with some of the things that he specializes in. And of course in return, I'm going to help him with some things and just goes to show just, just really cool news. Very cool, uh, potential partnership brewing um, on my end here. And it's pretty exciting. It just goes to show that to me, there's just nothing worse than sitting behind the scenes and not leveraging all the tools that we have at our disposal, being afraid to put yourself out there, being afraid to make content. And it's just going to be one of those things that unfortunately so many people, it's just, you know, Years from now, they're going to look back, and it's going to be too late, and they're going to be like, fuck, I wish I <laughs> wouldn't have been so wrapped up about that stuff. Um, so many co-opportunities cool have happened, and, uh, and I'm scrolling through uh, Facebook, and I see people at Nam meeting people in person for the first time that they've met on the internet, and they're pumped, and I just think it's so cool, the time that we live in. So I wanted to start this off with some good news. Now, let's get back to the snakes. So I'm not talking about the obvious, like, you know, you run into someone and it's pretty obvious they're doing some, you know, sketchy shit. Um, those aren't really this, the snakes that you need to be concerned about. Um, the ones that I've seen do the most damage are the ones that are good at being snakes. And they're usually not just the like, Random beginner, like scammer people, you know, that you see out trying to do those, like, pay me some money and I'll do this kind of scams. These aren't really scammers, these are people in the music industry, but unfortunately, they're snaky. The first one is the guy who had a little bit of success and is now leveraging that it isn't really that good. So he has to leverage that to make money now. These are dangerous because they've had a little bit of success. Like they're not totally like nobodies. But I guess as time goes on, I don't know if they're worried about being irrelevant or if they're realizing that, you know, hey, I'm average compared to the the people that are coming up now and they're trying to stay in the game. They're good at taking that little bit of success that they've had. And a lot of times it's in something slightly different than you know what they're promoting that they do now. You know, Maybe they got some really cool live gigs and they're leveraging that. And they did get those gigs. But now they're leveraging that to say, you, know, you should hire me as a producer. It's like, well technically haven't done anything as a producer, but they have ways of wiggling in and they do a very good job of going into, you know, Facebook groups and communities and kind of posturing themselves, you know, as this authority because they have done some stuff. and Most of them are talented. But for whatever reason, they don't use it for good. I've seen a lot of this happen, especially ones that do you know, kind of leverage the couple things that they've done to posture, to build authority. By the way, the guys who are like high up in the industry actually doing stuff, they're not in Facebook groups, period. They're just not. Facebook groups are a great place to meet people, connect. Um, There are definitely legit people in Facebook groups. I've met some of my best friends in Facebook groups. There's clients in Facebook groups. But people that are up in this, you know... C-level, you know, executive roles. They're not in fucking Facebook groups, okay? Usually. Um, So that's one. Be careful of that. But they go in and they kind of posture. And they're good. They know what they're doing. One of the key signs, too, is that they're very good at this, like, us versus them kind of thing. So... They're really big on like making sure that people think everything else is a scam. So it's like they build credibility for themselves by like trying to say other things are a scam. They do that a lot. It's something that I've noticed. Um, And which is sort of what I'm doing right now, I guess. Whoops, (laughs) I'm just giving you characteristics though, seriously, of, of kind of what these people, I've seen a few of them do. Anyway, a lot of times people will hire them to do something, you know, produce a record because they kind of assume that these people or these people not assume these people have told the client, Hey, I can introduce you to these people, blah, blah, blah. And they get them into these artist development things and they just continue to charge them money and continue to charge them money, continue to charge the money. Nothing's ever really happening because even though they've had some, you know, They've had some wins in the music industry. It doesn't mean that they can actually, like, make moves right now, make shit happen right now. It doesn't mean that they're in with the people right now. So they kind of drag these artists along and end up just charging them a bunch of money. And they're able to just kind of keep them in and paying money. And I've had this happen to a friend of mine. And finally she realized, like, oh, this person is not doing what they say they're going to do. They're just dragging this along. And, you know, she started reaching out to um, people that this guy said he knew and realized that all of it was made up. None of these people knew this guy. His agent wasn't an agent at that big agency. None of these people were real. Yet there's people doing this that a lot of you probably know on social media and look up to these aren't necessarily these aren't people hiding behind the scenes trying to pull little scams and shit. These are people that have positioned themselves a certain way. so the simple little thing is again, I don't mean this for this to be an uh a bummer episode, but it's just having you. Develop some just some better optics for what's going on. There's a lot of phenomenal people, great people in music on the internet. This is not the majority of people, so I want to make that clear too. But it's important that even though someone's good at posturing themselves, which a lot of us in marketing and, and all that stuff are, you know. That's the reason guys like me kind of go overboard with being transparent and, you know, my bank statements are on YouTube, (laughs) you know, colleagues of mine put their tax returns in their sales webinars for their courses and stuff. Like we try to be as transparent as possible just so like no one can say anything. It's like, listen, everything's out there. So So there, of course, are people that are good at branding themselves and have some authority and posture online. I'm not saying everyone online that does that is a snake. A lot of them have legit businesses and are good people. Um, I'd like to think that, that you know I'm one of them and plenty of guys that I consider colleagues in my space have great businesses and help their clients. So they're not all that way, but... It's real simple. Even me, even someone that you've known for a while, verify them. It's not that hard to do. Go talk to some of the other people they work with. If they say they know these peop- some of these people, go ask those people. In this particular story I'm talking about, the snake was telling this artist that they knew this uh, particular A&R guy. There was actually a couple of them. But just this particular A&R guy that is an actual A&R guy or VP of A&R or president of AR, I forgot, at a big label. He's a, he's a legit person. She straight up found him on Instagram and asked him. And he was like, "No, I have no clue what you're talking about. Please like report this to my team so they can look into it." And then she was like, "That's weird." And I was like, well, "I wonder how how much of this other stuff is made up." So then there was these apparently these other companies involved in like PR and certain things. She reached out to those companies. They're like, "Yeah, no, we have no record of that project." Or who all you got to do is ask. <laughs> it's not that hard. But some of these people do such a great job of posturing that I guess people just don't think to ask or they feel bad or I I don't know. Just ask. It ain't going to hurt my feelings if you say, hey, Dan, you're a stranger on the internet. I dig your shit. I like your podcast. But if I'm going to work with you, then like I'm going to go find some of your clients and talk to them. Or you say you know this guy, I'm going to go ask that guy if you know him. You say you make this much money, I want to see... Some bank statements. Fine by me. Cool. I get it. I have no problem with that. So don't be afraid to ask. If you offend the person by asking, then, well, probably tells you something. Probably tells you something. Now, are people going to have People that dislike them and may say something. of course. I think everyone has people that love them and, and don't like them. So you take that into account. But you can tell what's a real, you know, thing. And are there patterns of people saying the same thing? Shit like that. Just ask. Trust, but verify. It's not hard to do. Trust, but verify. I just want to make sure that none of you guys get caught up in situations like that where you're being promised something and they're dragging out, dragging it out, dragging it out. Saying, oh, I'm going to meet with this person, meet with that person. Oh, I have to go back and meet with them. So I need more money to do that. I need more money to do that. And then you end up, (laughs) they don't even know this person. Don't want you to end up in that stuff. All right. Second one is... A pretend friend who oh. spooky 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 you may have uh, run into this at some point I've been pretty lucky that I think my intuition's been pretty good I have some really great friends in this I've had a couple situations where I was kind of like "Eh, all right and that was kind of weird but never ended up getting that close with those people generally and then, of course, some people you just uh, end up falling out of touch with. But there's one thing I find interesting. This was really uh, nothing against Nashville. I love Nashville. I have a residence in Nashville. But it seemed to be kind of popular there. <laughs> I don't know why. It just seems like all the examples I can think of happen there. But I'm sure they happen in other places. You'll have these cats that kind of... appear to be helping you. This is generally like someone who's been producing or doing something who's kind of ahead of you. They've been in it longer and it seems like, oh, this guy's cool, like guy or girl or whatever. They're, they're helping me, but really what they're doing, it's usually producers that they've been in the game. They've, they're kind they kind of have a career. This sounds kind of rude or bad, but I hope it didn't come off this way. But there are some cats that they have a career kind of just because they've been able to hang in there, which I give them credit for, for sure. But I think what happens is some insecurity starts coming up because, like, their stuff is kind of average, you know. So, like, they see young, younger people or newer people coming up and, like, crushing it who are just, like, extreme talents and I think kind of messes with them. I'm no therapist, but... It's just kind of what I'm noticing some people. So it's like they're helping people, but only because they want to keep an eye on the competition. I had a client who um, had, a, had a friend that was one of these pretend friends. And he trusted in this person And the other person was, you know, he asked the person, hey, I'm thinking about working with Dan, blah, blah, blah. And the other guy's like, well, let me look into it. Hey, heck yeah, that's what a good friend does, right? Remember the last thing? Trust and verify. So he kind of looked up to me. He's like, yeah, you know, whatever seems fine. And uh, the guy started working with me, blah, blah, blah. And I was talking, but there was always kind of this weirdness. And as I was working with this client, we weren't really hitting milestones. It turns out that he he kept relating his... Instead of coming to us with his problems, he would go to these, unfortunately, pretend friends. And the pretend friends would kind of use this as like... Um, almost use it against them. Yeah, no, don't do that. Don't do what that guy's telling you to do, blah, blah, blah. And what we realized, because me and this. Me and this client talked again later, and he told me some things that really opened up what was actually going on. His pretend friend, he was just keeping an eye on what he was doing because he wanted to know, okay, well, I don't want this guy to figure out something that I don't know. He's working with Dan. He's doing this stuff. I'm not, I want to know what he's doing, and I'm going to discourage him from doing stuff because I don't know what's going on and I want to keep him at, you know, in this level. You may have had friends like that before. They'll be a friend as long as you're in this kind of tiered ranking with them. The moment you start to creep up, shit gets weird, right? So later I was talking to this client at dinner and we were talking about this pretend friend. He was like, yeah, it's weird. You know, he started a a Facebook group, and he was going to invite me in it, and then he said, well, you know, I'm going to be marketing production services in your same area, so I think there's a, I'm I'm not going to invite you into the group because I think there's a conflict of interest, and it was just like, oh, you should have seen me at the table. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's what's going on. I was like, this guy doesn't care about you, man. He's just keeping you out of fucking position. And this guy's kind of notorious for this. Keep your competition, you know. You can help them, but only so that you know where they're at in regards to you, so you can keep them in a certain place. That's what they're doing. Sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. Just be mindful for that. I'm not trying to turn everyone that listens to this podcast into a cynic. You can know this stuff. And still be as happy as a clam and love music and love the music industry and love doing this. I'm an example of that. I think it's kind of funny, to be honest. I mean, it's not funny when people actually get hurt from these people, but I think it's interesting. What makes all this easy is when you kind of build your own thing, it's kind of cool because... None of the shit really matters because you're you know you're good, and I'm not saying this isn't a note to not network with other people and build relationships and stuff. As I mentioned, cool partnership landed over the weekend. But if it doesn't work, even though this guy's light years ahead of me in the music industry, I'm still fine, and so was he. And when you get people like that together, that's who's going to end up really being your kind of true industry friends, people that have got their same thing. They got their own thing going on. They're not threatened by you. They support you. And you may not end up having many of those and that's okay. It's not about quantity. I have a a couple dozen and they're all amazing. That's plenty. That is plenty. But when you build something and it just has never, like for me, all the stuff that I built has never relied on other people. So I didn't have to get into the game of competition and all that kind of stuff. And that's why why I encourage you guys and gals to build something like that for yourself. Because then it doesn't matter. You got your thing. You got your thing. It's there because of you. And that's it. You don't put yourself in a position where someone can take it all away from you or stab you in the back and it all goes away. You're not ever in that position. You built your thing, other people have built their thing. Sometimes you those cross paths and it works in cool ways. But just you know, be mindful, not cynical, not upset about this. Just be mindful. About how people act. Are they giving you advice. But then doing things like. Not inviting you to a Facebook group. Because they're basically telling you. Hey you're not my friend. You're a competitor. <laughs> if they're doing that. Then you know you're probably. Kind of a dead giveaway. Right. You just be mindful of that stuff. And you learn pretty quickly. The traits of that stuff. And you're able to avoid it. And then. Music and life is great. You know, a lot of people that just, and I feel for them, they just get kind of, you know, screwed and kind of hit over and over and over again because I think that they just never really developed the people skill to, like, sense that stuff out. So it just happens over and over and over to them and eventually wears them down. And I feel for those people. But I don't want that to be you. So that's why I'm giving you a little insights Like this. Trust but verify. Just because someone's good at branding themselves, one doesn't always mean they're a snake. Most of the time they're not. They're just good branding themselves. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't verify their shit. Just because someone's had success in one thing doesn't mean. They've had su- success in another. We're pretty much just as good as whatever the last thing we've done is. And then two, with acquaintances, be mindful of, of their actions. Are they actually being a friend or are they sometimes being a friend when it's convenient? Are they just keeping an eye on you? It'll make your experience in this A lot more fun. Hope that helps. We'll see you tomorrow. A monumental thank you to those listening and those of you who share, subscribe, and review this podcast. Music Pro Daily is all orchestrated in-house by Nicholas DiLorenzo and myself, Daniel Grimmett. The music industry is our shared passion. If you ever want to see more of us in the office or at the studio, head over to musicprodaily.com where you can find links to our socials and stalk more of us doing what we do best. Thanks again for listening. See you tomorrow.